0: We know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So, whether you're looking for Q Banks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually, there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Today's guest is a PA in Colorado. His name is Jordan Fisher, and we basically did the exact opposite for our entire PA journeys. So, this is a really fun conversation. And we're going to talk about some important stuff like what happens after PA school. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Jump into today's episode. I wanted to tell you about an upcoming webinar. If you're listening to this in real time on June 15th, 2021, I'll be holding a free interview webinar. So, answering all of your interview questions, hopefully bringing some people on stage to put you in the hot spot and try your hand at answering some questions. It'll be a lot of fun. The link to register is in the description. Um, Again, completely free. Just I like talking about interviews, so for this month's free webinar, I decided to talk about those. Um, I'll be sharing more on Instagram. Actually, this month I'm doing an Instagram story with a tip a day tackling an interview question. So make sure you're following along at the PA platform. And I hope to see you there at the webinar. Um, But yeah, it'll be fun and it will be posted afterwards if you can't make it live, or you'll get the replay if you are signed up. All right. So, welcome to the Pre PA Club podcast. I'm Savannah Perry, your PA host. I don't know. I'm a dermatology PA in Georgia. I'm coming up on my seventh year of practice, which is wild. And I've been doing the PA platform now for approximately six years, just helping pre-PA students and hopeful PAs figure out what they need to do and figure out how to become colleagues, which is really cool. Um, So in today's episode, um, Jordan actually reached out because he wrote a book, and I love a fellow PA author, um, PAs who are, you know, talking about different things, and so When he told me about his book, PA Next Steps, I was very interested and very excited about this. So Jordan has taken advantage of lateral mobility. Um, He took a gap year. You're going to hear about all of this when we chat, but um, just really, really cool person. And in his training, felt like there was a lot of stuff not being talked about as far as once you're done with PA school, which if you've been around the podcast enough, you've heard me echo those same sentiments with, you know, they don't really tell you about contracts or negotiation or money and finances. So I've tried to bring some of that to the podcast. So we talk about that. Um, but if you're interested in his book, it's called PA Next Steps, and you can go to pa Um, And he also, so the book is only $10, which is crazy. It's an ebook. Um, but he gave us a very generous discount code. So you can get 30% off, making it only like six dollars um, or seven dollars if you use the code the PA platform. Um, I do not get anything from this. It is strictly a resource that I think is helpful to you. So check that out, Um, and I hope you enjoy it. I'd love to hear your feedback, and I'm sure Jordan would too, but we'll get into today's interview. Thanks for listening, and if you have been around for a while, I would so appreciate a review, leave some stars, um, let me know what you want to hear more of on the podcast. I have some amazing guests coming up that I'm very, very pumped to share with you, but always looking to know how I could serve you better.
1: All right. Hey, guys, I'm Jordan Fisher. Uh, I'm a practicing PA, been at this for about four years. I've done a lot of jumping around, which is definitely encouraged in the PA profession. So I did my first year in ear, nose and throat, saw myself getting stuck in that specialty, which isn't a bad thing at all. But I just knew that ENT wasn't my true passion. So I up and made a change to emergency medicine. Uh, which is, in my opinion, one of the best places to start your career if you can and you have interest into it. Side note, I actually didn't have much interest in emergency medicine. I just knew that was the best and broadest way to start my career. So I did that for two years in Colorado Springs, learned so much, uh, mostly how much I don't know and how uh, expansive and uh, specialized medicine is. So did that for two years, got to experience the pandemic during that, which definitely was really difficult, but it was uh, quite a unique experience that I'll definitely remember for my whole career and certainly life. Uh, After that, uh, my significant other got into nursing school. So we up and made a move to a small mountain town called Steamboat Springs, and that's in uh, northwest Colorado. It's actually a place known for, last I knew, putting out the most Olympic athletes in this in the U.S. So kind of a cool little spot for that. We live about five minutes from a world class world class ski hill. So now I currently practice in emergency medicine, or excuse me, now I'm in urgent care. Uh, forgot I made that change, but I, I'm in urgent care in a rural setting. So totally different going from the second biggest city in Colorado into this small little rural town called Craig. Um, but definitely loving it, loving the change, and uh, again, really, I'd like to advocate for the fact that as a PA, you can really switch around, switch switch specialties, experience a lot of things, and I encourage you all to do that, because it really makes you a better practitioner, and uh, your emergency medicine colleagues will appreciate it when you're a master of stopping nosebleeds and other ENT complaints, so.
0: Nice, coming from myself, who has never switched specialties ever, so, (laughs) um i'm glad we have somebody with a different experience because people ask me about that and i can say that i've never used the lateral mobility of being a pa but hey
1: and there's nothing wrong with that some people know what they love yeah exactly i mean i've never been
0: scared to move because i could get a job doing whatever so
1: it's good
0: Mm -hmm. um well let's take it back a step And what brought you to the PA profession? Was that something you always wanted to do, or how did you figure that out?
1: Shoot. So I'm 31. I mean, nowadays, PAs are much more common. But, you know, 30 years ago, there wasn't a huge amount of PAs. So uh, I was lucky and unlucky in that I got to work with a PA when I was 13. Um, I tore my ACL, which is quite a common thing nowadays for athletes. And so I met my orthopedic PA during that. And uh, little did I know, I eight knee surgeries later from recurrent sports injuries, uh, him and I were besties. <laughs> and So he really uh, showed me what the PA profession has to offer. So I shattered him a bunch and um, knew that medicine was my calling after, again, it took up so much my young life and into my 20s. Um, ruined my college athletic career, unfortunately. But uh, from there, I knew that medicine was kind of going to be my thing. But all of us have to make a decision at some point, what part of medicine do we want to do? And it's easy to think you want to go into physical therapy when you're the young athlete that really wants to get back to sports. You're not the 80-year-old with chronic back pain that really is not motivated. So I learned that PT maybe wasn't the right thing for me and um, tried to thought med school was my path, and said, mm, maybe not so much, um, and then really went back to my roots and said, okay, well, I've always known this PA, uh, Gary, and he's like, well, why don't you be a PA, and I was like, you know, that's a really great idea, and so from there, I uh, designed my college career about halfway through. I switched my major five times, so I figured out, yep, this is this is what I want to do, so from there, headed towards the PA path.
0: Nice. Okay, so decided, had some exposure, decided kind of in college, figured out which way you wanted to go. What did that look like when it came time to apply? Did you do a gap year, no gap year, just go for it? What was your process like?
1: Yeah, well, in in college, I switched. I was in pre-med early on, switched away from it, and switched back, so had to, of course, curtail some college classes to make sure I was Um, had most of the prerequisites for most of the colleges. Of course, that's what's one of the many difficult things that you guys are experiencing is that you may be eligible to apply to 10 colleges or 100 colleges for their PA programs. There's really no consistency, which is hopefully something that they'll change in the future. Um, But so I curtailed my college career a little bit for that. Uh, Graduated, took three months off to travel to kind of experience the world. And then went back and said, all right, what what do I need to do to get into PA school? Of course, you need your uh, patient care experience. So I was lucky enough to get a job in Ear, Nose, and Throat as a medical assistant. And then did that for a year and said, okay, I have my patient hours. Let's apply. And at that point, I went for it and <laughs> went all in applying to, I think I did 11 or 12 programs and spent, too much money traveling around the country to all the uh, sh- the sh- interviews that really don't have much heads up like hey we're gonna need to see you, you gotta drop everything in flight here now but um, really committed to doing
0: that oh my gosh okay um, what for your gap year what do you feel was valuable about that about not doing everything during undergrad or feeling like you had to Um, Mm -hmm. is that something that you think was a good move or that you would have done differently
1: a hundred percent I mean I think everyone should take a gap year before even starting college so you don't uh, have my situation where you're changing your major five times and spending a lot of money unfortunately because of that so I really recommend people take a gap year from high school which is not at all a common thing at this point, but I think it it buys you a lot of maturity and just direction. Not that you have to have it all figured out, but it will save you valuable time that's quite expensive when you're in university. Um, But I am a big advocate for travel. It's hard to say that now with the coronavirus pandemic, but there's so much value in seeing other parts of the world, other cultures, and really relying on yourself or a small group. Uh, so I, I really think that's valuable, but in terms of the career, yeah, I mean, when you're in your undergrad, there's, I mean, school has always been your focus. You don't know what it's like to work a nine to five. Um, you're usually working part-time jobs, maybe full-time over the summer, but you got to learn what it's like to grind for a year, um, working those 40 plus hours a week. It will really change your mindset and will make you see, okay, well, if I have to do this for Thirty plus years for a career, I I better find something that I'm going to value and uh, that kind of lights your fire a little bit, gives you motivation to be there every day. So I think there's real value in that. And I mean, I, again, I'm quite, I'm still pretty young, but you do mature a lot in, in your, after your undergrad. So I think there's a lot to be said to learn um, what it's like to interact with patients, to interact with physicians, to interact with your office managers or whatever other specialties or uh, just other people you're around because you, you learn what it's like, uh, how their thinking is and whatnot. Without that, you're really going to be behind the ball if you go straight from undergrad to PA school. Uh, There's so much beyond just the medicine, which is what the school is about. There's so much more in terms of what a career is like.
0: Yeah. You don't learn, learn too much of that in PA school. They
1: just Mm kind of, there's no, there's no time. I mean, it's, it's not their fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we have the same thing when we talk about the PA career, you don't learn that during school at all, um, but there's just not enough time. So you got to learn that on your own and there's real value. And, uh, Being in a hospital or a medical office environment rather than your first day experiencing that while you're in PA school. Yeah, for
0: sure. Um, So, you got in your first cycle?
1: I did. I was lucky. I again went all in and said, I'm going to do everything I can to do this. I'm going to go to every interview. I'm going, I spent months working on my personal statement, getting it right. And uh, I really sacrificed a lot because I said I want to hopefully you only have to do this once and
0: well and that's sure enough, I, yeah I wouldn't say you were lucky I'd say you were prepared
1: yeah sure sure yeah I mean plenty of people say oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna apply we'll see if what happens but I said no I'm going to get in and I put in the time to make sure that happens so you're, you're right I, I appreciate you saying that it was not without sacrifice
0: <laughs> yes I and that's sort of just over the years I've seen more and more like everyone has to sacrifice something throughout this process, whether it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: time, money, friends, relationships. I mean, there's, there is sacrifice at some level to become a PA. Mm-hmm. I've met mm-hmm. a person yet who was like, Oh, so walk in the park, they invited me in, you know, that's just not mm-hmm. how it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: Which
1: is, which is good though. I mean, because yeah. this is, this is a career choice you're making and you, they want, or schools want to see someone that's willing to sacrifice and that, it means something to them.
0: Yes. So
1: show show them that.
0: No, I completely agree. Um, okay, so so far we're completely opposite. I did <laughs> not take a gap year. <laughs> I never changed my major. <laughs> um, what else? Um, oh, whoops. Uh, hey, but it goes to show you there's hey, a lot of paths. Yeah, there, and that's what I want people to realize. Like, there is so many, there's so much variety. And that's why in your PA school class, like, everyone has such a different, like, I don't even think there's truly a traditional applicant anymore like everyone looks so different in mm-hmm. how they do this so all right um PA school what was it like for you
1: oh man <laughs> I uh I kind of refer to it like war and m- people are going to say well like that's ridiculous but no it, it it is in that you have your tribe your people that you are surrounded op- upon and depend on just like you would when you're in the battlefield and. I just read the book Tribe by Sebastian Younger. Uh, you, you should read that book. It's phenomenal in terms of like how humans interact. And, um, but it, it's just on my mind recently. And it, it's, PA school is very much like that. You rely on the people you're around, which I really feel bad for the people that are in it right now. And so much of it is Zoom and you're away from your class because you miss that close-knit community. Um, but PA school is rough um it was really hard and i i was lucky in that i was single i moved from Colorado to maine kind of packed up my tiny little car and said all right here's to a new life um and so i i fully committed to it but it was it was really hard uh i really would tell your audience to make sure you have your mental health in check and you have your um whatever support system you have ready readily available for you because this is a hard thing for anybody
0: is there anything you did um again I moved back home for PA school we're opposite um is there anything you did making the move so like moving to a new area like you said just like this is you know I'm going all in on this was there anything you did or found helpful in that that As students are, you know, a lot of them are going to be starting in the fall soon. Like what what was helpful for you in making that change?
1: Mm, I think I, one thing was I just, again, made sure I was really good about communicating with the people that um, could build me up, whether that was family or friends. Just making sure that I was putting the effort in to reach out to them and keep in close contact with them because those relationships are quite helpful for you. Um, same thing with uh, PA or like my fellow PAs. Like when I was there, I made sure I was always studying people, surrounding myself with people, and that helped me both school-wise and just mentally and emotionally being around that community. But everyone's different in that. I'm definitely a social butterfly, and that works for me. But you just got to know what works for you. If you're somebody that um, studies alone or whatever just really make sure you have a comfortable routine that was another big thing is um humans love routines and so i was at the coffee shop with my friends most days studying and you just kind of had this cycle of uh here's where our new body system here's how we're going to study we're going to take our exams we're going to go to the same place to celebrate after and then we're going to restart routine will really help you in this process And that included in that routine should be um, any form of, what is it, It, whether it's exercise, whether it's reading, whether it's meditating, whatever it is that um, makes sure that you're getting to recharge at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's great. Those are great tips. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. So you made it through PA school. And then went into ENT, which I'm Mm -hmm. interested you said you worked in ENT before PA school did you go back to that because it was a comfortable thing or because that's just where you found a job like what brought you to that
1: so I I knew I wanted to move back to Colorado I was lucky enough to set up some of my rotations here Uh, I got a job offer as a hospitalist which I took and was super excited about I was like this this is my jam it's a great place to start but that kind of fell apart in that I felt like I was getting promised things that weren't going to happen. I felt like I was going to get taken advantage of a little bit. And there was the fact that so I, I got hired on in April, graduated in May, didn't hear for them from for months and like was doing everything I needed to do um to get ready to get credentialed and whatnot that's that's one thing that you guys should expect is that it's going to be months from when you graduate to when you're going to start your job uh, especially if you're at a hospital because there's so much to that process in terms of getting your licensing done getting your DEA done getting your credentialing done and so I just felt like I kind of got left and was forgotten about and then like I, they're out of the blue, it's like, okay, you're going to start in another three months. You're going to be at this hospital, which they didn't tell me, and I really felt kind of betrayed, so I looked for another job, and my, one of the old ENT doctors that I worked for is like, I'll hire you yesterday. I would love to have you. He wanted me all along, so I was like, okay, um, I'll take this opportunity, so it was, it was more so, uh, it wasn't my plan, but life works in weird ways, and I went with that and I certainly don't regret it. I learned a lot um, working in an office setting, working in the OR, rounding on patients in the hospital. So I got to see all sides of medicine. So that was super helpful.
0: Cool. Okay. Um, So one thing since I've never done it is switching jobs and switching specialties. I get a lot of questions about this. So like I would Mm -hmm. say when I talk to like pre-PA clubs or um, do webinars or whatever, one of the most common questions I get is how does a PA switch specialties? What do you do? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, well, you just do, you just get a job, you go, you train. Is, mm-hmm. Was it really as easy as that? Like, what does that look like?
1: Not, no, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not. And there are some ways that you could do that. So I always say like, there are people apparently like yourself who kind of know from the beginning that, hey, this is what I want to go into. Some people have wanted to be orthopas from the beginning, which I thought I was, turns out I'm not. Um, but if you know what you want to do, heck yeah, go for it. I would never say don't do that. But for those of you um, that I'm in that category that are really unsure of what they want to do and what part of medicine really um, lights the fire, I would say stay broad. And so that can be really important earlier in your career, whether that's going to primary care, hospitalist medicine, emergency medicine, something where you're going to see all kinds of specialties in your practice. And you're going to kind of have this broad umbrella that's a mile wide and an inch deep rather than something that's in going to ENT where you're an inch wide a mile deep. So uh, that's one thing. If, if you think that you want to switch specialties, stay broad in the beginning. How was I able to do it? Well, the best way to get any job is networking. And so I really think that's important and really do that as much as I can in my career. So be friendly with everybody, save everybody's numbers, keep in touch with people, uh, because that's the best way you're going to find out about job opportunities. So to get into the ER, even with one-year experience, is very difficult, especially in Colorado, where the market's pretty saturated in the bigger cities. So I was thinking that I was going to get, go back for a residency to get that training. Cause then I thought, Oh, I'd be able to get a job pretty easily with that training, but I networked pretty hard and was able to get an interview. And just, again, just like with PA school, I really prepared hard and made sure that I'm good at interviewing, et cetera, et cetera, and was able to get that job. So it was really kind of luck and networking, but to switch specialties, it's, you got to get the opportunity, which is done through networking. And the best way to set yourself up for that is by staying broad in the beginning. So now with that ENT, uh, or excuse me, that ER experience under my belt, I feel like I'm much more marketable to go into say orthopedics because it's like, well, I, I reduced plenty of joints. I worked with orthos all the time in the ER and they'll like that experience rather than, Hey, I was an ENT. I don't have much experience with ortho. Yeah, I know that's,
0: that's, a great perspective did you i've heard colorado's tough to get jobs um
1: Mm -hmm, unfortunately
0: yeah what about switching to urgent care was that an easy kind of transition switch or was that still like kind of had to work your way and find somebody to help you out
1: um i again got the job through networking but experience wise it's was super straightforward. I mean, ER is it, we had a um a fast track many ERs do that which is more urgent care complaints. And so I worked there um some of the time so I was used to running an urgent care environment by myself. So going into that or t- so getting a job in an urgent care was super easy with that experience. But at the same time in rural Colorado it's hard to find that position. So I just message or emailed people, called people, even people I didn't know, um, friends of friends of friends, you know, and was able to find a position that way. So it's so, it it is really scary to call, pick up the phone and call someone you've never talked to and they're like, and you think, oh, they're not going to give me any time of day. They don't know anybody. They don't know anything. It's easy to rationalize that, but you would be so surprised what you can learn from a simple phone call or what can come of it. I mean, I was talking for months to a a hospitalist that I had never met, don't even know what he looks like in Steamboat, and he was instrumental in getting me a job. So go figure, you know, people like helping people. So really uh, lean on that when you're networking and make sure you pay it forward, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's I mean, that is one way where we were similar. I mean, I use networking to find. My jobs and really for all the job offers I got out of PA school, I think I did apply to a few listings, and mm-hmm. actually I did, and I interviewed at one. Um, but ultimately, that's one thing I see, like on Facebook and PA's talking, is a lot of PA's just applying to listings. Um, which to me, like I don't know, those aren't those are going to get a lot of applications. Who knows what they're really looking for? That kind of thing. Um, but I did similar to you and people who have listened to the podcast have probably heard this. But I just started sending my resume out to offices that didn't even have listings and mm-hmm. talking to other pas. And um, it was really cool to see the connections I made, even as a student who, I didn't know any of these people, but I remember being on my surgical rotation down, like waiting to go in the OR, and there was a PA there waiting to go in her OR. And she was like, oh, I saw your resume the other day. We're not hiring, but I passed it along to this office. And I was just amazed. I thought that was so awesome that she would that do is. that. Yeah. Even uh-huh. She didn't know me, but she just because I took the initiative to reach out with a cover letter saying this is what I'm interested in. Here's my resume. And she saw kind of who I'd been working with just you know pass that along and I ended up getting two calls from that resume getting passed along from places I didn't even send it to. Mm-hmm. So,
1: That's so awesome right I mean it just goes to show I mean think about it right people love when things fall into their lap right when you get some go-getter that writes a great cover letter has a beautiful resume and that falls into your lap yeah. even if you aren't hiring you're gonna be like oh I know maybe somebody I that can use this <laughs> yeah or yeah maybe I should right rather than Imagine you have a hundred resumes sitting in front of you and you're like pulling your hair up, thinking, this is going to stink looking at all these. I mean, it's, that is such a great point. I mean, there's so much value in just putting yourself out there and literally there's no downside. And, but again, I, same as you, I mean, I think about it now, if I see some go-getter with a great resume, I'm going to be like, okay, maybe I don't know anybody, but I'm certainly going to pass that along. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that is so smart and,
0: and I, mean, um, I get there's so much the time, value. Like being in Durham, of course, people will say, you know, I'm looking for a job in Durham if you hear of anything, which we're in kind of a suburban area. So usually there isn't, but mm-hmm. in the few instances where there has been something, those, I remember I'm like, oh yeah, that person specifically asked me about this and I'll let them know that there's a job or pass their name along, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. and that's yeah, when we're... it pays to be prepared with a good cover letter a good resume all that right you want something that's going to stand out because hey when you're the only one and it looks good you're so many steps ahead already
0: everybody else yeah for sure okay what is what does your schedule look like what kind of stuff are you seeing in clinic as a PA
1: um so in urgent care it's a lot different than what I was doing in the ER um, I was lucky in that I worked in a place that really let us do pretty much everything we were comfortable with and would encourage us to do things we weren't with uh, physician support. So we were tubing people, we were lining people, we were doing all kinds of fun stuff um, that's really scary when you're new. Uh, now it's a little bit more chill in the urgent care environment. So I, I worked three twelves, which has its pros and cons. I mean, working three days a week is amazing. Working 12 hours, not so much. Um, but I mean, with this, we are pretty closely tied to the uh, ER. So we I, I, we see a lot of people that I'm sending up there um, with more interesting pathologies, but urgent care, it's anything from colds to fractures, got to reduce a finger the other day, you know, so some fun things here and there, plenty of procedures still, plenty, plenty of suturing, um, splinting, etc. So much of anything with a PA is what you're comfortable with and the more skills you can gain procedurally um, the more you're going to get to do and the more people physicians will train you on top of that so really take the opportunity in school to do any procedure they're going to allow you to because it's going to be well received when you're a certified PA
0: yes for sure um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about how we connected, which was because of your ebook PA mm-hmm. Next Steps. Um, what inspired that? Give us a little synopsis, back cover summary. Yeah, Tell yeah.
1: <laughs> so PA Next Steps is really a guide that I created to hand to a newly graduated PA, so I can say. Here's what you do. Here's everything I learned. You're welcome. (laughs) It's everything I wish I would have had. And so much of the focus of PA schools is getting you trained up on the medicine, training you as a general care practitioner, and then releasing you into the world, which is fantastic. Uh, But there's so much more to actually getting that first, like timing-wise from getting your diploma to getting your first paycheck. So, the book is really everything, all the guidance I wish I would have had in terms of, oh, okay, here's how you get credentialed. Here's what you need to get credentialed. Here's how to apply for your license. Here's how to write a cover letter. Here's how to write a resume. Here's how to network, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's helping you get certified as a PA, helping you get a job. And then once you get all this money, it's helping you decide, okay, what do I actually do with this? Here's how I figure out how to wade through the uh, confusion that is the student loans. Here's how to invest in my retirement account. Here's where's good where are the good places to save money, to pinch pennies that will really set you ahead. And so if you can kind of learn these processes early in your career, you're gonna have uh, a seamless uh, trajectory to retirement if you figure out how to invest, how to pay off your loans, et cetera, et cetera, early in your career.
0: All the stuff they don't lecture us on in PA school.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Toss us out in the wild.
1: Uh huh, uh huh, right. And uh, I mean, there's so much value in that because I mean, if you can learn, okay, here's one place I can negotiate, well, you can easily get a few extra thousand dollars. Yeah. You invest that few extra thousand dollars in the correct place in your retirement account. And by the time you're retiring, that few thousand dollars is hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's really not hyperbole that's truth
0: yeah well Mm -hmm. and that that is I I do wish there was more education and resources around that I mean there's stuff out there if you search for it and kind of general stuff but I feel like PAs are in a very interesting position in that Mm -hmm. not all of us but a lot of us finish school at a relatively young age Mm-hmm. Um, and while there is a lot of debt involved compared to other professions, the debt to income ratio is actually pretty good, exactly for most PAs. And so mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, but there's also a lot of opportunity in negotiating and making sure that you're advocating for yourself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in your career. It's nice that you know PAs in general advocate for each other, and we have legislation and all that, but it also has to happen on a kind of local level where it's up to you if you want to stay at your job, or you're not being treated well, or getting the runaround, kind of like you were at your first offer, mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm.
0: um, we got to step out of that. So where can everyone find the book? Where's the best place to go?
1: Well, so, sorry, I just wanted to touch yeah. on that a little bit more. You're, you're so right in that. It's really sad that there's not a lot of resources out there. Yeah. But so much of it does fall to you you on the personal level, right? You have to make this effort to educate yourself um, monetarily, to realize okay this is why it's important to get rid of my loans because if you just pay with with these massive loans you can pay a thousand dollars a month and not make any dents and dents in them so you just it's so important to learn this early in your career because if you can set things in motion you're you're going to have plenty of success because we do make a great income but it's easy to let that income go a little crazy to buy a new celebrate with a new car after school all that so um, so yeah, we just want to be a, re- or I just want to be a resource to people early in their career, but where can you find me? So, uh, there's P A next P A N E X T S T E P S.com. Um, and the book itself is PA next steps. So you can go online, get the book. It will be your guide to everything. Again, I wish I would have known. I'm also on Instagram PA next steps, and Facebook, same thing.
0: Okay. Well, I'll have all those links in the description and then we'll definitely um, share a link on social and all that.
1: So y'all can find it. It's only 10 bucks, right? Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's not going to, I'm not going to get rich off this thing, nor are you going to break the bank on this thing, (laughs) but there's some, I mean, if you can just learn that, Oh, okay. I need to change my 401k from this account to this account. That's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and, a $10 book's going to teach you these simple changes. So go figure.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Um, Well, we'll send everybody your way and thank you so much for, for sharing your story and your time. And can't wait to kind of see what, what your next step is.
1: Hey, cheers. Yeah, no, it's fun being a, uh, a different viewpoint and a little bit of a dichotomy compared to yourself so because again there's so much out there for PAs it's, we all take different paths to get here but we're all headed towards a great profession and um, I just really want to encourage all your listeners to keep at it and you're going to do great and be great PAs yes. physician associates excuse me that, that's, yeah. that's 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 the new thing <laughs> I
0: have to do an episode on
1: that yeah